0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, August 14th, we look at Lesson 7, Rest, Relationships, and Healing. Join us as we find there is healing in the process
1: of forgiveness. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, Lesson 7, Rest, Relationships, and Healing. Memory text comes from Genesis 45, verse 5. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I think about this story and the scenario often. Uh, Lord, soften my heart so I can, uh, I can I could speak
1: words like Joseph here, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and this, this is the true test of uh, character here, right? Is, it is. Is what does this uh, actually mean in a very tangible way uh, when someone's actually hurt you? to be able that that takes that's an act of uh, mercy and grace yeah yeah and uh, so um, I'm excited because this lesson we're really digging in you know we talked about dysfunctional families and uh, this last week, and and if we're honest, all families are dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the reality also is, um, the the healthiest families aren't the ones that are perfect. They're the ones that are willing to work on those relationships. Mm,
0: they're the ones willing to process it, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the first step of that, which is facing the past, Michael.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, one of the the most <laughs> here I'm a historian, you know, and and one of the things we have to do is to be honest about our history. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of history that's out there that's revisionist history, uh, wishful thinking, (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've told me stories about this all the time, but how many yeah. times have someone invited you and they
1: want you to re- rewrite history, right? <laughs> yeah, this this is the problem. And yeah. and then when you actually have to look at the real history and tell that history, and they're like, oh, I'm not so sure I like that anymore. Ouch. <laughs> and, I mean, just think about it in our own families. You know? um, we like to talk about the people that were rich and famous and made some kind of amazing impact. We tend to not want to talk about people that... Um, perhaps uh, weren't quite so uh, laudatory. Yeah, people don't usually want to bring up their uncles or aunts or cousins that have been in jail, right? Yeah, or or I'll just give you an example. Um, I've got grandparents on both sides that were on both sides of World War II. Yeah. You know, and so we tend to, I listen to my own kids, you know, we tend to, To talk about my one side of the family, my grandfather was in the Royal Canadian Air Force and captured a German submarine. Okay. And we tend to not talk about the other side where, (laughs) you know, my other grandfather was a a Nazi soldier. Yeah. And, uh, And so here I am. I'm a product of two different histories. Yeah two very different... <laughs> very different. <laughs> <laughs> opposing sides. And, um, but we have to own up to that. And and that's really what's going on here in uh, Genesis with the story of Joseph as we're kind of continuing that saga. Here is um, having to... Um, and, and I just want to capture this. I mean, I'm sure our listeners know the story really well because Joseph is exiled away. It's his brother's fault. I mean, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. All these things happen to him and then um, he sees his brothers. Have you ever been somewhere, Buster, where you recognize somebody and they don't recognize you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you
0: introduce yourself to them again, they're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. You're like,
1: um, they you, and you have the advantage because you know who they are and they're still trying to put it together. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's happening here. Joseph sees his brothers, and pretends to be a stranger to them, the Bible says, and even spoke harshly yes. to them. So, I mean, he's kind of playing the role so they don't figure it out. And I, think,
0: I think here he's also using an interpreter,
1: right? Yeah, at yep. one point, yeah. Where do you come from? Yep. Uh, from the land of Canaan to buy food. And, and again, it emphasizes to make sure we don't miss this point in the narrative. Uh, verse 8, although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him, mm. and so, um, and of course, the the epic story of how he accuses them of being spies and everything else. He's testing them. He's testing their character. Yeah, uh, and he wants to know. You know, what's what's the story? Uh, let's find out how they tell the story, his story, how that revisionist history, what that looks like now for them, and so that's a that's a big part of of of. Uh, knowing how things have changed or haven't changed is how people tell their stories and and we find that not just as, as a professional you know in, in terms of uh, doing uh, church history and stuff like that uh, but we also find that individually in our lives how what are the stories we tell how do we tell them um, do we own up to our mistakes ouch hopefully yeah hopefully I mean are we willing to you know say hey here's here's you know, that was kind of a low point in my life, yeah. and I made I, I messed up there. Yeah, take, taking
0: responsibility. Take
1: responsibility and to learn from the past, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a huge... Rather than of, excusing the past, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's... I think Joseph, he's after that. He wants to know. And, and you know, I'm going to hit it home uh, a little bit here. Love it, love it, Yeah, you know, because, you know, the last couple of years, we've been dealing with a lot of issues with race relations in our country, yeah. um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, are we willing to own up to the fact that that we've had racial challenges in our churches and our schools? Yeah. Um, are we willing? What are the stories we're going to tell? And and I find this very interesting because we have um, Martin Luther King Day that we celebrate. We celebrate it on our campus. I love it. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Um, but when we do that, um, are we doing it just because we can pat ourselves on the back and feel better? We're supposed to obligation, right? Yeah, an obligation. Are we actually truly trying to bring about racial reconciliation? Yeah. And if we're really honest, um, you know, a lot of our Adventist colleges struggled when it comes to race relations. We're very slow to integrate. And some of our first uh, black students, including on our own campus, yes. um, faced significant, significant uh, racial um, oppression, I guess you could say. You, you know, could say I don't oppression. know how to say. I was gonna say
0: opposition, <laughs> but it was stronger than that. It was yeah, oppression. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: um, and 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 I really appreciated this last year when we had the MLK Day uh, on our campus. Buster, you interviewed one of our local pastors who was one of our very earliest Black students on on our campus here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told those stories and it gripped my heart, riveted. I mean, just, uh, and yeah. then in fact, so much so that thanks to your encouragement, I went ahead and did a more extensive oral history. I said, yes. we-, we gotta unpack the story the rest of the way. Now we could pretend and say, well, <laughs> we've never had racial problems here on this campus here at Southwestern. Or we could say, you know, we have had challenges and we need to repent yeah. where we've gone wrong and we wanna do better. Yeah. And I think that's really, that's what's happening here is we face our past both individually and collectively and we have to own up and say you know we can either try to excuse it like you said Buster Mm -hmm. or we can say you know what I need to repent of that and that's one thing about
0: Joseph he's not a doormat no part of forgiveness is accountability yeah and if the other person who has done you wrong you Mm -hmm. know if if in their apology they're not sincere Mm -hmm. you know and that's what that's what joseph's he's like what's your sincerity in this yeah yeah and once he saw sincerity we'll get into that rest of the lesson we saw there's reconciliation reconciliation after that right yeah
1: yeah so hopefully we can see it some more in the rest of this lesson well tell us about how to set the stage for for what happens next here and with both of these things
0: well you know i this is going to be i jump through this quickly because It's setting the stage here. It says, Joseph uh, has forgiven his brothers, but but listen here, verse 42, 21 through through, uh, 24. It says, then they said to one another, we are truly guilty concerning our brother. For when we saw the anguish of his soul, when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear, therefore this distress came upon us. Right? And so Mm -hmm. we see here, they're saying, we are guilty. We feel bad. Not only that, uh, this is Joseph's brothers going back to Egypt. Right? Mm -hmm. And they're saying... Man, yeah. our hearts are rent within us for yeah. what we've done. Yeah, uh, and and you can tell this when when someone when someone apologizes, right? Yeah. Usually the siblings get in a fight, and you're like, "You need to apologize. I'm sorry." <laughs> hey yo, yeah we, right. You know, <laughs> yep. I felt that full, fully. Or when they fully come to you and they say, "Hey." I, this is what I did. This is how I did it. And there's no caveats. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have said that to me, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. I messed up and yeah. owning
0: up to it. Just own up to it. And mm-hmm. so we see the brothers doing that. Yeah. And it says, what did he learn about his brothers? He found out that they were truly sorrowful, yeah. that they're sorry for what they had done. Yeah. If they had to go back and do it again, they would stop it, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think that meant something so much more to Joseph than just seeing them, yeah. uh, just knowing that that they felt bad. Right? Well,
1: I guess at that point he must have realized, had that kind of aha moment that his brothers are not the same brothers that he knew many years before. Mm. Amen. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about forgive and forget.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, and and this kind of segues very nicely that you know um, that that here is what I you know is obvious. It's a biblical narrative, so it's, it's I see it as a very providential. God's working here. And we're talking in the last week about great controversy, conflict between Christ and Satan. So there's spiritual forces that are at work here. And and so here is an opportunity for forgiveness that, that does happen. But, and the lesson's very clear about this, that forgiveness doesn't mean that we forget. No, it doesn't. We don't forget.
0: It's impossible to forget. I mean, to be honest with you, it just is.
1: You know, and I'm thinking of, um, you know, I just finished this book. We were chatting about it before we were recording uh, Faith and Fertility and the rise of the nuns. 26% of America are now identify as nuns. By the way, those of you that are listening, nun doesn't mean that you're an atheist. doesn't mean that you're not even, that you're not religious. Mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of the nuns have, they've been doing studies on them. Are incredibly religious, very spiritual, read their Bibles and pray and believe in God, um, but the challenge is um, not affiliated, not being affiliated and uh, uh, identifying with any kind of church anymore, mm-hmm. um, and which raises the question: Why is that happening? And I and and Philip Jenkins in his book on on faith and fertility, he points out that a big reason why has to do with um, not not owning up to the challenges within the church whether that's about race or gender um the whole trump saga and i'm not here to make a political statement at all but but there's a lot of young people in this country they're disenchanted with religion and yeah how, yeah, and,
0: and you know to be to be honest yeah. there,
1: the Biden biden saga right like yeah whether what,
0: whatever political agenda you're pushing in the pulpit
1: yeah, exactly. And that's what I was trying to get to is this this sort of affiliation with religion and politics yeah. being intertwined, yep. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So people see that. And, um, you know, corruption, you know, uh, churches that, that cover up uh, sexual molestation, these kinds yes. of things that, yes. that are just heart-rending. Um, if, if we try to just constantly cover these things up and don't be honest about our past and that that's contributing to one quarter of America, more than one quarter of America, now affiliating with the nuns. So we see these larger trends that are happening in America and American religion, Um, and, and a big part of that I think has to, and you brought it up before, with accountability. Yeah. Um, there needs to be accountability. And so that means we don't forget. That means that sexual predator or whatever, um, yeah, they need to know Jesus and be forgiven. But the church needs to make sure that they can never harm somebody else again, to do their very best to make sure that that never happens. Right. And I, I think that's the kind of thing that we're talking about here, um, Joseph wants to make sure that his brothers don't actually hurt somebody else. Yeah,
0: Benjamin, his younger brother.
1: Yeah. How are you guys treating him? Yeah, exactly. So he's concerned. Yeah. He he wants to know. And, and by the way, that's the the lesson points to Matthew chapter uh, 18, the story of the unmerciful servant who has this big debt. And the king forgives him. And then he has someone that owes him money. And then he's harsh on that person. And the king has to come and and basically, you know, Uh, Call him to accountability too. you know, like how can you if I was so much more merciful to you How could you not show and extend any mercy to somebody else and Mm. and that's really? um, And of course verse 35 is the punchline here This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart In other words, we have to be willing to be authentic and willing to forgive doesn't mean we forget, but it means that there needs to be some kind of accountability and transformation that has taken place. So um, help us. I mean, we're processing this through Buster, but let's make it real. Let's make it practical.
0: You know, as we're making it practical, uh, this segues with uh, forgiveness. uh, Ranko Stefanovic. One of the greatest classes I had was on the book of Matthew. Nice. And uh, he talked about the the concept yeah. of forgiveness and this word that ties back to the Old Testament, Nasa, to lift up. He says forgiveness is to actually suffer with someone through the consequences. Yeah. yeah. So if Michael, you stand up and punch me in the face, I forgive you, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm also gonna call the cops and I'm gonna visit you while you're in jail, right? Wow. Yeah. So it's, it passes element of, uh, of accountability, mm-hmm. uh, not forgetting, but also but suffering with that person through the consequences. It means I'll bring you food while you're in prison, wow. but you still need to go through the consequences yeah. of what you've done. Yeah. And that's forgiveness, right? That's why God is with us, Emmanuel, Uh, He made it practical by, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, I will join you in your suffering. I won't just snap my fingers and pretend like nothing happened. I'm going to walk with you through your suffering. And that's what God did. And so in making it practical, we see here in Luke 23, verse uh, 34, once again, speaking about the Savior. This is him uh, up on the cross. Mm -hmm. And he says this line. And he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do, wow. and they divide his garments and cast lots. Wow. And, you know, as I read through this, they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. but they didn't understand the gravity, and they didn't understand who this they were doing this to. Right? They thought he was just another man. He was not just another man. He is God, and as a result of this, he was saying, "Father, they don't understand the gravity. They don't understand wow. what's happening here. Wow. Yeah. And I'm asking you forgive them." Mm. Father, walk with them through their consequences. Yeah, because they're going to go through consequences as well, uh, and and ask us the, the same thing, which is uh, or brings this concept to us. And I'm just going to go through these quickly. But Luke chapter six, verse tw- uh, verse twenty
1: eight. While you're looking that up, Buster, can I throw in a little Please. Adventist history? Go ahead, let's do so it. So, I, I, you know, one of one of my favorite stories. It's this kind of a tragic story. Is the, the story of Frank Stunenberg, uh who was the governor of Idaho, was killed by a bomb rigged at his house in 1905. So this is quite a long time ago, and the guy who killed him was uh, his name was Harry Orchard, mm-hmm. and of course he goes to prison. It's convicted. Everything else. And his wife, Frank Stuenenberg, the governor that died, his wife Belle, goes and visits him in prison. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the guy that killed your husband <laughs> with a bomb at your house. She goes no. and visits him in prison, befriends him, has Bible studies, leads him to Jesus Christ. He eventually is baptized, becomes a Seventh Day Adventist. If that, if you can just imagine that kind of thing happening where i mean i just can't imagine your your loved one your family member your spouse murdered and then bringing that person that murdered your spouse to jesus christ
0: wow you know what yeah. what love be oh you yeah. know i just they, had to throw that in they, there while they you're they looking at those verses up so because it says here bless yeah. those who curse you pray for those who spitefully use mm. you mm. and very similarly uh, uh there in matthew 5 44 uh, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do not uh, do good to those who, who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And in today's, I hate to say it, cancel culture, right? Yeah. And, and rightfully so, uh, some of these instances, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, uh, I'm not going there. Yeah. What I'm saying personally, yeah. God has not called us necessarily to cancel people, but He has called yeah. us to reconcile with people. Uh, but that also means that they all will also suffer through some consequences. So I'm not talking about cheap grace here. I'm not talking about throwing. but I'm saying rather than counseling people and throwing them to the curb, we can counsel people and look for a way to restore them as well. Mm, uh, mm. Because it's the business that God is in. And so that brings us to our our final uh, study of this week, Michael, a Thursday's lesson, finding rest after forgiveness.
1: Yeah, so you know, this is this is the challenge: is how do you forgive yourself? Oof, Oof. right? You know, yeah. um, this whatever that has happened, um, that sometimes is even the hardest thing to do. You know, uh, uh, and and more than anything yeah. else, uh, I had a friend that just got um, into an accident this last week, and it was a minor thing; nobody got hurt, so that was a good thing. You know, okay. but but still, the trauma. You know, I can't believe. You know. Having an accident. This is it's it's a upending. It's, it's just settling and stuff like that. How can you mess up and stuff like that? And then finally, just realizing and having a conversation, just saying, you know, I I need to forgive myself uh, for for doing that. You know, um, accidents do happen. It's it's part of being human. We, it wasn't you know, just without getting into the specifics all of that, but it just reminded me of our our, our own personal need of forgiveness. Well. Um, you know our natural inclination as human beings. You do something against me. I'm here to get even. Boom! You know I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get even with you. Yeah. And I'm gonna take you down and stuff like that. And Joseph, Joseph's brothers are afraid of that. And that's what Genesis 50, verses 15 to 21, is all about. And they're you know they're obviously scared. Their brother is powerful. God is intervened. <laughs> they need food. I think by now,
0: da- dad has died, right? Let's
1: not. Yeah, yeah. Actually, beginning of the verse says that. And um, let's, not, uh, let's not risk it. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, it, it the, the chance is just too good. And, um, and then finally, they realize, no, 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 we, we can't. We have to. And um, they even come before him. We, we are your slaves. And then this beautiful beautiful passage here that is just incredible. Uh, Verse 19, But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. And I think this should be a reminder. When we have someone that does something against us and we have to forgive them, reassure them. Speak kindly. That's that's an act of grace. Only God can do that through our hearts. But but it's needed. It's needed. And and so here we have this, you know, I'm reminded of our last day as missionaries in the Philippines, um, when when we were there and it was our last Sabbath and we're about to leave, and we love the Philippines and the people and the many at the at the seminary where where we were teaching. Um, and some people know the story of what happened, that we were attacked in our own home. I was yeah. knocked unconscious. Remember that. I was beaten to a pulp. I had to go to the hospital. And after I got checked out of the hospital, I was okay and a black eye. And Didn't you still preach that sound? I still preached. And you know, the text that I, <laughs> you know, the, the most unusual sermon I think I ever preached, you know, Romans eight twenty eight: God works all things together for good yeah. to them who love uh, love him or are called according to his purpose. and. And um, I think that's the same thing yep. here. Rome, yeah, the same thing here that God works even what we intend is harm and can still somehow bring things together again for his glory if if we allow. Now, listen here.
0: Michael doesn't tell everything he saved his computer in that because the thief was trying to get to your computer. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. And on the, on had, the way out, he grabbed it, and I grabbed it back. Yeah, and you held uh, on to it. It had my sermon on it, Buster.
0: <laughs> well, and you're probably three or four books that were going along ah, as well. <laughs> you know? So
1: I'm like, no, stealing uh, laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I, it. It, it really, at the end of the day, it probably was foolish of me. I should have let him just take off with my laptop, But uh, and, and maybe, and I don't know if it would have changed things or not, but at the end of the day, I remember the next couple of weeks we were traveling, visiting friends. um, And every day, the next like two, three weeks after that, every day I saw a rainbow, Mm. which I just felt like God speaking to my heart saying, you know, Michael, you could have died. Yeah. This is terrible that this happened to you, but I spared your life and I'm with you and I'll be with you through all of this and the trauma of what happened in the wake of of what happened there. And I think that's the same thing here. You know, this this is traumatic, you okay. know? Um, it is. They had, to, they had the emotional challenge of having to deal without a brother, their father going through grief. I mean, they just, um, you know, they didn't realize the suffering that they brought on themselves through all of this. And yet on um, this beautiful tender moment of forgiveness um, where, where he comes back and uh, speaks words of kindness and reassures them. So uh, if there's someone that's discouraged in your life that needs a word of forgiveness, true. Um, encourage them, speak words of kindness, reassure them. Reassure them of, of both your uh, affection and uh, most of all of God's love and ability to uh, work in their life as well. doesn't mean we forget, as this lesson has reminded us, the pain and trauma still doesn't go away. It doesn't. You know, there's still nights, Buster, I wake up in a cold sweat, yeah. feeling like someone's attacking me. Yeah. And at those moments, I say, God, I, I just have to surrender my life to you again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with that, I, you know, I think we're, uh, what, what have we not covered, Buster?
0: No, I think, I think <laughs> we've covered everything. You know, I'm just sitting here in a, in a somber moment, just recognizing, man, life is too short it for is. us not to have the characters of Christ in mm. order to forgive others yeah, and exactly. to reconcile, to move forward together. Mm-hmm. And those who don't, to not, to not waste our breath on them, but to yeah. continue to move forward.
1: Those yeah. who are going to move with us will move with us. Those who won't, won't. Yeah. Well, I think that puts it a wrap for another week. So this is Soup and Swoops signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off.
0: Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at SabbathSchoolRescue.org.